Hey guys, welcome to the Off Duty Podcast, the one-stop shop where we talk love, work, pleasure, and how we are going to create the lives that we desire. So grab a beverage, get cozy, and let's get ready for today's conversation. This is post-production, Daniela coming at you, and Penny, because she's here too. Um, And we just wanted to give a little bit of a trigger warning, because um, we are going to be talking about our bodies and all the different things that can come with that, and that might be really difficult. Um, Yeah, so just be cautious. If this is a subject which is a bit difficult for you, um, feel free to kind of just not listen, because... We all have different relationships with our bodies. Yeah. yeah. You gotta take care of you, boo. First and foremost. And then drink water. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> but yeah. Peace out. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you this morning? Yeah, girls tired tired she's tired <laughs> these 7 a.m driving lessons they're not a cute look they're really not i should be getting my beauty sleep honestly but you know what you should protest because as should i strike as a as a driving as a driving instructor as a driving instructor as a driving student <laughs> maybe you should maybe you should treat yourself treat How you? yourself and I'm good, thank you. I am just here going through the motions of uni. I feel yeah. like I'm const- it's a constant theme, yeah. constant ongoing theme that I feel like every time we're recording, I'm always in the middle of assignments and just all this. But do you know what? Soon end. The end is near. I can see it. I can actually smell it. I can feel <clears throat> I can feel it in my bones. Can you touch it? I can feel it. <laughs> How should we be? My week's been all, um, It's been emotionally charged. I think that's the term I was going to use. Emotionally charged. Been emotionally Damn. charged. That just gave me like a thunderstorm. Like you know, like a no, no. That was exactly what it was. Like a very thick, dark purple clouds, electricity. Yeah. That, that was the week. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You're fighting for your life. I, I was, I really wow. was. Um, I think work got a little bit on top of me this week. Um, oh, it was just a bit heavy. Mental health is not an easy field to to be mm. in. Health is not an easy field to be in. I think a big part of what was really heavy about this week is that it's just that reminder that systems are just consistently just letting people down. That part. And there's only so much I can do that we can do as a team when you're working with like individuals and yeah it's just yeah it's both the beauty and also the tragedy of your life yeah it allows you to give your all but also just know that there's only so much that's within your control yeah 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 and I think that's something that you have to like it's a reminder you have to give yourself every time every time when you work in health and for me mental health um but it's fine we have bad days, we have good days, and this was just Part a bad day. Yeah, this was just a bad day. What's week. that thing? Good that week. ECG trace. If it's if it's a flat line, you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not dead. We love that. <laughs> How yeah. was your week? Um, 
my week's been fine um do you know one thing i'm really grateful for this week because i've mm. had a lot of flowers in the house mm. the the house just smelled of roses mm. and i was just like i love this because i feel like growing up this is something which i really envisioned mm. in my future and i love that it's reality it's a reality and um, so i'm really grateful for that and yeah but it has been really dark and cloudy like i need the sun yeah i need may to stop playing about I need, like we get the climate thing climate thing <laughs> climate change is climate changing but also can the sun sun can, like if i have to get up and go to work every day can it also do its job <laughs> like we all have the same 24 hours in the day like come on <laughs> we'll see about was girl anyway <laughs> um what is your fun fact for this week oh my goodness i completely forgot what your fun facts um so my fun fact for this week is, is i turned 25 yes and i went and got my cervical cancer screening <laughs> so for all my babes um who have turned 25 or who are beyond 25 i've not ha- i've not had their cervical cancer screening please guys go mm. go get these things checked because yeah because it's very important yeah. it's essential it is it yeah. is yeah i don't really know much about to be honest about like the cervical cancer stuff i just know that it's something that's kind of like recommended to sort of do i know we talked about it a little bit last time um but yeah what i do know is that it's important yeah um so do you know what's also interesting? Not interesting, but um, when we were volunteering in Uganda, mm. um, I worked with a doctor, gorgeous, beautiful doctor, mm. great, very, um, very smart. She did like a, a she did a cervical cancer screening for women post um, postpartum, mm. and um, for those that don't know, um, women who have HIV are more susceptible to this and. Having being screened will not find out whether you've got cancer. However, it does find abnormal cells that might exist within your cervix and make and increase the likelihood of you having cancer. Mm. Um, so that's why it's important, and that's why they vaccinate us. So the vaccination story, I'm not even going to get into there. But guys, go get screened because we need to be running the world in the next few years and we need to be healthy. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So. Yeah, get your cervical screening, guys. Get your cervical screening. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, my fun fact for this week is um, one of my favorite childhood shows was not her. Who doesn't have favorites? <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. Um, one of my say one of one of my favorite. Did I? You did. Okay, you did. perfectly. Um, one of my favorite childhood shows is the show called Mimi Powers. And fun fact as well, it was also my first anime. That was my introduction to the anime community. (laughs) (laughs) The anime community. And I have such fun memories of that show. Like I gen like I gen my little like twelve year old, ten year old like heart was obsessed with Mimi Powers. It's such like a nice fun memory. I remember like I remember like going onto YouTube because they only had like a certain amount of episodes dubbed on um on the English channels, pop girl shout, pop girl girls. Um, <laughs> Hi. Um, I was on YouTube listening to it in like I think it's Japanese, and literally just in like two eighty whatever that quality, quality. thing. Yeah. Um, and I was just 
I wasn't even on my best life. I was free. Nah, do you know what you should do for your 30th? You should host a Miu powered birthday party. Right? That would be really cute. That would be so sick. To make it more open, maybe we could do like a little like just powered girls. Like, you know, because it's like a genre. Yeah, that's There's like true. Sailor Moon. I can't think of any. There's like, I think Wings Club would. Wings Club? Technically be part of it. Yeah. Do you think? think it's slightly so. different animation, but like, it's the same vibe. Yeah, all of us coming leotards, yes. dress, fairy wings. Mm. That'll be fun. That's a that's a vibe. That'll be so cute. That'll be very cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was my little fun fact for the week. Well, thank you. So, thank what's you. your love note for the week? My love note. Okay, my love note is from TikTok. It was actually a the clock app. <laughs> the clock app. I know. Um, I clock in daily. Uh, <laughs> she's there on time every day <laughs> multiple shifts um. <laughs> love that thing thank you um yeah <laughs> yeah so my love note is from TikTok. Um, it was a video by uh, an individual whose handle was is at sit with Viv on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the video, she's essentially just she's just in her car and she she just says she says this might hurt a little or help a little, but you're an ad- you're the adult in your life now. Let me just say that again because I messed it up. <laughs> this might hurt a little or help a little but you're the adult in your life now and i just sit with Viv shouting do you know i feel like i feel like it was the tone of it was like quite gentle but loud gentle yeah gentle but loud (laughs) a firm hand um (laughs) um, i think it reminded me again of that of that saying that i think we said it in maybe one of the first few episodes maybe not i don't remember um which was um, no one's coming to save you. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like this was a lot gentler way of kind of saying that. Um, and I think it's it's comforting in some ways, obviously, because we are then the people who are going to um, give ourselves what we deserve, right? And what we need um, in the times that we need them. Um, and on the other hand, it's a little bit scary to have all that like responsibility. Yeah. But but yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a nice Do you know what's so nice about it? It's I feel like it's talking to your you know twenty year old self who's like, you know what, I'm grown now. Mm. I've got everything sorted, I've got it handled, but actually you know what then you realise at twenty five, like, I actually really do not have this handled. Mm. Um and that's that's very soft. I do yeah. I do agree with you. It's like not pushing the, the hard like You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah, it's just gentle. It's gentle. <laughs> What's your love note this week? <clears throat> so my love note, I actually came. I was reading this morning, mm. and I found it this morning, and so I changed it. Ooh. Um, so I got it from a book by Scott Peck, which I'm constantly going on about. Um, it's taken me a while to read it, but never mind that. Um, the book says, if you want to know the closest place to look for grace, it's within yourself. If you desire wisdom greater than your own, 
you can find it inside you. What this suggests is that the interface between God and man is at least the interface between our conscious and unconscious. God is within us. We were part of God all the time. God has been along with God has been with us all along, is now and will always and always will be. And this chapter that I was reading was about giving yourself grace. Mm. Um, and so basically <coughs> they were saying that um we are all generals in our own life. Mm. And so whatever action we always take, it's going to influence like the whole of civilization. Um and being loving is a radical act um, and a way in which we can fight oppressive systems by realising that that grace is within us and belongs to us. Mm. And so, yeah, and I just I just found it really touching. Yeah, I think it is a really touching passage, actually. Um, it reminds me a lot of the, of the conversation I was having with, with Numsa, like maybe like two weeks ago or something, and again with another friend. Um, and we're talking about like religion and... Um, how that kind of aligns with our like identities now mm. um and i was just kind of like because you know there's so much there's so much because i'm a i've grown up christian i'm christian um and i think the there's like a lot of discourse like right now in my at my stage of life where i'm not going to like church as like regular as i did when i was young for example and maybe i'm not reading the bible and like i'm just having a, a different interaction with the religion as compared to when I was younger yeah. um, and we're just talking about sort of the, the the downsides and the and the upsides of it yeah. and we just, I, I was kind of I'm of the opinion that there's just so much humans taint so much we've tainted so much with yeah. <laughs> we've tainted so much and I think the only truth I can the only truth I can I can have and I can trust is the truth within myself. Yes. And I have to like just believe that all the experiences that I've had have led me to a place where I have like enough knowledge and enough understanding and that's something that is constantly being kind of like revised, revised and learned from and added on to and that is th- that knowledge then that discernment that I have is all I can really trust. That in my 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 gut, my spirit, like and knowing that that is what that's the connection I have with God. Yeah. And if I felt like something I was doing or like something that is supposedly quote unquote opposed to like God or to the Bible, for example, um, that I have that discernment and that my my communication and my like relationship my personal relationship with god would mean that i would feel that is wrong Mm. because you just i don't know there's just a lot of do you know what i mean with like especially with christianity and like the history yeah and like the history of that and how it was used to oppress people and the like all of the different interpretations and it's just a lot yeah i definitely feel like that's where i'm at right now i think that's what that I agree. passage reminded me of. I agree. Um, 100%. Yeah. And I definitely think that God is a personal... Um, we'll, we will probably... We will go, get into this yeah. at a later date. But God, that relationship of God and how God exists and shows up in our lives is such a personal yeah. and relative experience. Yeah. Um, and that reminder that... I think more than anything, from what I've learned from this book, it's 
knowing that there's a higher power and mm. there's somebody above you and there's a spiritual person working within your life and that there's so many things that cannot be explained is probably one of the most important things than like not having belief or having a belief but then kind of looking down at everyone else like you're doing it wrong you're doing it do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. so the most important part is having god in <clears> your <throat> life but then what you do with it it's up to you as long yeah. as you're not hurting anybody yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, religion's dicey. Faith is dicey. And I think religion and faith are different. Anyway, we're not going to get into it now. <laughs> that's not what this episode's that's about. That's not what this episode is about. What is this episode about then, Petty? Oh, this episode, I'm so excited. I'm excited because <laughs> it's deep, 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 deep. Yeah. This episode is about our bodies. There's so many different, we're going to talk about perspectives actually. So, um, <clears throat> there are a lot of different perspectives when it comes to our bodies so we've got our own lenses that we perceive and look at our body um through, through. Yeah. and then um our personal perspective mm-hmm. and then we've also got um society's perspective how it sees us or how our bodies should be right nonsense um and then we've also got the medical perspective mm-hmm. um which in my personal professional opinion is the most violent one um and anyway with that said about the different perspectives that exist i saw a different i found a different thing which kind of like made me look into this whole topic even more Mm. and this person was talking about um it's a man Mm. who went from being five foot five to being six foot using a limb lengthening surgery um again i know this person called dreadful for times went and said cis people also getting gender affirming sur- surgery and i was just like this is so true this is so crazy yeah. how people just don't understand how all these like um systems that we talk about interact with each other but people will think oh no they're all separate but actually yeah. this is you getting gender affirming surgery because patri- patriarchy will have you believe that this is as a man this is what you should be this is the talk this is how tall you should be but actually no yeah and for us as women, our interaction with it as black women, so we contend with the Kardashians existing and how they have molded this, how they've really shaped how we perceive our own bodies yeah. and just been the 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 headliners. The headliners, <laughs> and at, and at the other side of that, we have had to, not we personally. Um, but society and like trends yeah. people are trying to conform to this standard which is ultimately first of all unattainable because trends are constantly changing yeah. and also people are trying to do what they can to survive so they have to change with the, right. with the trend if that's the industry that they're in yeah. but it's just harming <clears throat> us it's harming us and black women are at the bottom of that yeah. do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean um, and I think it's just like really sad that it's, I think it's really sad because like all of the, ultimately all of this stuff is just made up. It's just so sad how thoroughly embedded it gets into our minds, into our, all the different systems that you've talked about, right? And somehow that has been affirmed and affirmed with medicine and science. Can you, can we talk about that? Can we, honestly, this is, so when I'm saying the whole medical perspective being so violent, yeah. we have this, we, we, we seem to think that 
that whole that whole belief we're gonna go to our doctor they've they've done all this they've, they've done how many years in medicine and yeah. whatnot and they're gonna understand you actually no yeah because what do you mean all all that grace and all the things it's all within you and so when you go and say my body is telling me this yeah you can't tell someone else to tell you no it's not yeah yeah and ultimately like all, all a lot of the science that we know is based off of already like racially biased things and like research it's just so so sad honestly like last year when the news was talking about how um kim had starved herself to try and like fit in this body in this dress by marilyn monroe oh yeah I was just like, what kind of what kind of example are you actually setting for? You have young black women, you have your child, you have children that are black, and what kind of example are you setting for not just your kids but the rest of the like the young girls yeah. who are impressionable? Yeah. It's it's just it's like everyone is just in shackles. Everyone's just in shackles. It's a lot. And I just, and to speak about the young girls, like, I just think about, like, I think I thought, we're going to get into this in terms of, like, our own journeys with our bodies, but I just think of, like, when you're young, before you, before you even have a chance to really figure out, again, it's to do with your own voice, right? Yeah, before you even have a chance to figure out your own voice, your own belief system, figure out what it is that you agree with, what you don't agree with, you are already flooded with all these, like, false messaging about what you should look like how you should be presenting and all of that ultimately if you're a, a dark skin black like woman girl and that's not even going into like whether you're disabled or not oh my goodness don't it's like everything you are is the antithesis of what you should be of what you should what is deemed lovable what is deemed valuable and it's just so it's so heartbreaking it's so violent it's so violent and, and like, for what for, for the the gag is what is it all for nothing nothing because do you know what people the the fact that we live in a society that has made us believe that violence exists in they only acknowledge the physical form of violence right. the physical manifestation yeah. of violence yeah however if you tell me I'm gonna to go to my GP and tell them these are my symptoms, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be like, "Oh no, this is this." Right. So a few months ago, I lose some weight. <laughs> Your BMI is high. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it's actually sick. I remember a few months ago, I had an interaction with um, a GP, and this was the first ever time I interacted with a doctor, and I felt like. I was heard in my whole mm. 25 years of being on this earth and also bear in mind I actually come from a medical background mm. and so to yeah. have felt like and the thing is yeah. I had the privilege of being able to speak the English language yeah. fluently and also the privilege of having medical knowledge and say to them this is these are my symptoms yeah and so how what about the people that don't yeah and so how people try to make this t- disconnect between maternal mortality rates, black women, more black women dying because of this, because of, it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all linked it's, oh. to just make sure that we're suffering. Suffering? Was that, was that um like a public, like was that NHS or was that private? 
it was public was it it was public but my because it was it was an urgent it was an urgent oh, appointment okay. they were like we can't give you an appointment with your gp however we're going to refer you to this person they're going to call you at this time okay. there's a video appointment and then the lady the lady there's a way this woman spoke to me yeah. and i was heard for the first time wow. the first the first my first memory of like medical um interaction with medicine yeah i had there's a time when i was i was 13 I was violently vomiting. I never vomit. Like, you know, like I never ever vomit. Yeah. I was having stomach cramps, told my mum, um, I was like, my stomach's hurting, I don't feel right. She's like, just go to the toilet. I carry on. I'm like, I don't feel right. I'm in so much pain. Like, oh lie down, take pain relief. Again, it's this is it's it the it's appropriate right. answers. However, my pain got so much I had to, I had to go to hospital. Yeah. Started vomiting. The nurse was like, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna spread infection. You should go home. You shouldn't be in any. Anyway, yeah. turned out that my either my appendix had ruptured or I ended up having like a cyst in my ovaries or something. Had to yeah. have an emergency. If, I, I had to have an emergency operation to take out my appendix. And I was like, if my parents did not advocate for me, and also if I didn't carry on like pressing, yeah, what then? And how would you even think about that? You're thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen years old. And you know what? These are sort of the sort of interactions that happen that mean that, you know, black people and like just people of colour are just so reluctant to go to the doctors in the first place. And it's like that thing you were saying about how um, people don't go in for such, you know, you were saying you were getting more regular checkups, just oh, like yeah. for general, just mm -hmm. as um, a full body work mm -hmm. thing. And how people don't go into hospital for ages and ages and ages and you don't even see what the progression of your body is. Yeah. You don't see what has been you can't track things early because you're yeah. not going enough because exactly. you don't trust exactly you don't trust to be heard to be listened to to for your needs to be addressed and all of that do you know this brings me on to um something that i had sent um to one of my friends this morning yeah um again when i was reading the book when i was reading scott peck this morning when i was reading scott peck, when i was reading the book by scott peck this morning yeah he was basically saying how um he said mental illnesses are manifestations of grace. Mm. Um, he was saying of, that of what? Sorry. Manifestations of grace. Man mental illnesses are manifestations of grace. Yes. Okay. So his point was the point that I was bringing forward was yeah. the illness itself. Yeah. It's not something that arises at that point. It's something that occurs over so many years. The fact that there are these unwanted symptoms, say like panic attacks, depression, mm. is the beginning at which where you as a person, obviously it's not as black and white as this, yeah. um, the symptoms, the fact that they're unwanted makes them all the more a, a phenomenon of grace, a gift of God, a message from your unconscious, if you will, to, initi to initiate self-examination and repair. Mm. And I was just like, wow. Because mm. honestly, we from 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 a young age there's so much that's happening to you and do you know that saying of how trauma is within your body and it builds up and then you pass it on to generations yeah. that illness that you're carrying <clears throat> that could be from your grandparents and your ancestors and your do you know what i mean and then it manifests as you but it's not a it's not a manifestation in a negative sense it's a manifestation that's a cry for help where it's like you need help yeah. you need to go for help and that's why in terms of like checkups all these different things this is why you pay your parents your sisters your brothers everyone pays taxes yeah. so that you can use these you can use these health systems if you've not been for a check when's the last time you've been to the doctors yeah. 
Go get those bloods. Go get those bloods taken. Yeah. You're waking up with headaches when you're sleeping. And Girl. Well, maybe something's wrong. That's not Listen normal. To your body. Yeah. And I think you've just touched on something that. So like me and my like colleague, we all talk about like diagnoses and stuff like that, and what like the the value of them and it's it's that thing of labels right anyway we'll get into that um what is so what is also really really jarring is that we live in a society where things are really difficult right it's really difficult to exist as a human person and oh there's so i'm there's so many thoughts in my brain right now i'm like oh my god that lady said this oh what is this (laughs) but ultimately what i'm trying to say is that we live in a society that is anxiety inducing girl it's people don't have places to live you have to you apparently you should be working hard you should you should be struggling to make sure that you have a house that you have shelter that you have food to eat that you have a place to go and use a toilet without having to pay 20p in whatever the thing or buy buy something at the shop like what do you mean i have to pay to use the toilet am i going to pee myself because i do you want me to do it right here like Let's let be for real. Let's actually be for real because you're testing me. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> naughty. Do not test me. Because like we live in a society that is anxiety inducing. It's it's depressing. And the and, thing and then you third place. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Because right. I feel like it's part of it. Yeah. Um anxiety inducing. It's anxiety inducing. It's de- it's depressing. And then we'll then turn, you have, you'll have these feelings inside of you, right? And the solution to that is have some meds, talk to someone. And it's like, again, it's internalized. Like everything, it's, we internalize so much. And it's like, actually, maybe the, maybe the problem isn't that I'm an anxious person or that I'm a, I'm a depressed person. It's that the way that, that that life is is not conducive to human existence like simple simple and it's not us it's not me it's not you it's not your friend it's not you shouldn't it's not that you are like this nervous body and you overthink everything it's that we live in a society that has just not been built for us to actually thrive Please tell me how we had debt collecting shows, all these different things growing up, right? Yeah, you've got people taking private jets. You've got people, you've got you've got industries, oil industries, who in the first three months of this year have made billions in profit. Billions in profit. But there's children dying because there's mold in their house. There's children dying because they're cold. It's so, so, so But you will not increase the minimum wage please lord please lord tell me what people are doing with this money in the next life because i need to know i need to know because we can all chase it chase after it like these people because they must know something that we don't they must they must know something that we don't the government is so oh so violent it's it's it like the way that people are living the way that we're living is so against it's like a human i feel like it's a human rights like violation well we're not part of the bloody eu human rights thing anymore so i don't really know what <laughs> no human rights for us girl it's please talk up. about that thing of third place because i feel like it's so important yeah to this discussion okay so a few weeks ago whatever like things that were coming onto my my um tiktok were this subject about a third place a third space and essentially what it was saying was that the first place is your home you're in your home, you come, you sleep, you rest, you're supposed to relax here. 
and then you've got a second place which is work um you go typically you'd go out to work you'd go to like teach or you'd go to i don't know i can't i don't, I don't know what people do <laughs> wherever you work you'd go there <laughs> and then um the third space would be somewhere like a community center or a cafe shop or a youth club or just somewhere else that you go to interact with other people solely to like make friends to just have discussions to enrich enrich in exactly enrich that part of your life Mm. your life skills part but the way that we are developing now with obviously with covid people having to quarantine work from home this idea of like a third space is going and to some extent even a second space because with the working from home you're just at home and also sorry the the libraries the all the places they're being the community spaces are kind of all the the funding the budget for them is all literally just depleting to zero there's not that many community centers anymore Mm -hmm. the libraries are being shut down the places that you can go to really actually have like community to like commune with other human beings is gone so all you're doing is that you're sitting in your house you're sleeping here you're like you're quote unquote relaxing here you're working in the same space you're not you're seeing someone maybe on on tiktok i mean on um facetime messaging on social media but there isn't that inter that third space is really lacking anyway but that's just, and do you know what's so interesting with this with what you just said mm. and then your second place is a place where you face institutionalized racism you face all these all this discrimination right. and yeah then you're supposed to just deal with the rest of yourself yeah it's so sad because when it's we go back so bringing it back to the topic of like bodies because if you do if you did have that third space remember how you'd have zumba at a community center yeah. and you'd be around like women who look like you you're talking about your bodies and how the bodies have changed you talk just, about recipes share recipes because food food for the soul do you know what i mean and yeah. so all these th- it's just so crazy how all these systems are interlinked and you were saying back before how essentially health is a business Mm. and so the trajectories and the way in which the system is designed and the way in which they project it to go is to serve them yeah to make more money to make more money and the thing is there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about the privatization of healthcare within the uk right now and so ultimately when you when you think about it Will privatisation change the existing inequalities? Yeah. It'll no. make them worse. Because there's people... People... Yeah. There's just so much, so much. So much. I mean, and it, to, I guess, try to, like, silver lining, not that there's always a silver lining, but I think there's more, at least in, in my side of the algorithm, there's just more people, more more people that are trying to are aware of this truth and i think a lot of discomfort that we feel is because we know that at least for me like spirit is not aligned like with what is going on like it's not aligned and so you feel this to to quote nomsa's word chronic dissatisfaction you feel it because not because you're an anxious person Mm. but because what how life is right now is not that's not the best way you could be and it's deliberate and it's yeah definitely yeah and i think there's more and more people who are creating these spaces and i think that's what we're trying to do we're trying to create like a community spaces events that we can 
we can come and like have these type of interactions mm-hmm. and you can have this quote unquote third space and actually when I was out the other day when I was out because guys are trying to run um, yeah. <laughs> I was running and this like this this gentleman ran after me and he was like I just saw you running like so really like just like bigging me up for for oh. running he was, so, he was so sweet and he gave me this fight I wish I'd brought it here with me so I could read it out but why uh, why do I have tears in my eyes right now oh. <laughs> he just came up me and he was like just picking me up, I was like, oh, I just saw you running. It was so, like, it's so cool to see. Um, here's a flyer. I do this, like, circuit training, whatever, um, on Saturdays. It's completely free. Um, and if you have children or anything like that, um, my wife takes care of the kids free. Wow. Free. That is beautiful. And it was like, we provide fruits. Um, just come through. Just donate what you can. Um, it's on Saturday. I hope to see you. Anyway, I forgot. I didn't go. But do you know what I mean? Go like find people, that and try and go. people are just like we are, we feel it. Yeah. And we're doing our best. And like people are trying to create this these communities and like these more human. Do you know what that just reminded me of things interactions. I don't know. And so we're here. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It just reminded me of like the fact, you know, the love note that was saying how we are all generals mm. and whatever act or whatever action we take mm. is a radical yeah. um, act against the system, the yeah. oppressive system. Yeah. And that's him. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Him and his wife. Like, I, when he was talking about, he was telling me about it, I was just like, wow. First of all, thank you for running after me and telling me. And also, like, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been out that random day, at that specific time, yeah. that interaction would have even happened. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. we, we just, we're human. We we seek community. Like I just, humans are. We we have our downsides, but like we're just so. Yeah. With that said. <laughs> with that said. With that said. Um. So tell me about what your journey is. Let's bring it back oh from thirty minutes ago. Um, what's I, I didn't even ask, finish my question, not you. <laughs> um, what's the question? Screaming. I read your mind. I'm so dead, not you. Um, I want a neck massage. <laughs> <laughs> my um, what's been your journey? Where you at? With my body. Actually, let's let's start from the beninging. The beninging. In the beninging. In the beninging. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Mum met dad. Um, <laughs> you t- you're saying you did not get dropped by a store. I was literally about to say no. They met and then they got married and then um they applied, did an application online and then a store delivered me because I'm a gift. I'm I'm from I'm God. A gift. Exactly. <laughs> So my journey with my body has been, it's been a tumultuous one. Um, very, obviously I've grown up here mostly, so I'm going to kind of talk about my, mostly my journey here. Um, so when I first, when I was in Uganda, so I came when I was eight, when I was in Uganda, I don't really have like, I don't have that many memories of that time. And, but what I do remember is I don't ever remember feeling discomfort around my body, about my existence. And it was- But maybe, sorry. Could it perhaps be because you were too young? Potentially. 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 Um, 
But at the same time, though, when I came here and I was eight, mm. um, I remember I remember all of those emotions. Look. Not all of them. Let me no. let me not let me not gas it. But I remember it. the general tone of how I felt when I was younger, yeah. and it was giving trauma. It was giving trauma. It was giving discomfort. Oh no. Um. Yeah. And obviously, when I I came in, I came, I lived in kind of like a, it wasn't like a black neighborhood or like, mm. it wasn't a mixed neighborhood. It was mostly like white people. Um, and so immediately I felt out of place because obviously I've not lived around, I've not been existing with white people before. I've, I've been with black people. Yeah. And so immediately it was very much like, oh, I'm, I'm the other. Was it was that like, the first feeling that you felt? Yeah. It was that feeling of, oh, I'm not like everybody else and that what? is sorry no go on. so you're not like everyone else mm. but in what way so just re- just realizing for example that i'm black and they're not and also the treatment that that then garners um on this hearing that my accent is different from their accent struggling to say <laughs> struggling to say that in letters like g um <laughs> Um, I know you from the roots, <laughs> girl. Um, it's it was like eating food, my body developing in a really accelerated way, if I if, if I could use that word. Um, like starting my period when I was like I was eight when I when I first came to this country was when I started my period. That is so sad. Imagine. Do you think that was because you were like so stressed about the? Do you think that quickly? I honestly feel like it was definitely triggered by my move here. It was absolutely wow. triggered by my move here. The change in food, the change in atmosphere, wow. like my own obviously stress and feelings, wow. all of it. And I remember just to just circle back to the medical stuff. I remember going to the doctors with my mum, because um, my mum was worried because she's like, "This girl, she's a baby. Why is she starting her period? What? <laughs> what? Um, Doctor." <laughs> Help, please, oh, please. <laughs> but obviously they did not. <laughs> she was the one thing about those girl. They gonna say it's true to it. <laughs> no, go to the doctor, seek help when you need help. Um, I, I went and um, th- she was the oh they were like I don't remember what the who the who it was but they were like oh well she's not seven so it's not an issue she's eight. <gasps> That is so violent. Bearing in mind, when I first came to this country, I had just turned eight. That is shortly after I started my period, and they were like, "Oh well, she's 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 technically eight, which is technically within range." So that's so heartbreaking. It's it's so so heartbreaking, especially for eight year old Danny. Honestly, honestly, um, and obviously my my body developed very quickly. I became the big girl um very early on in my childhood and being around like sort of people who just were not were not like big like me and it, I wasn't even big I used that word in <laughs> I used that word in relation to like the kids of that time mm-hmm. and my body just developed very quickly I got hips I got a big bum my breast came in <laughs> do you know what I just thought of? Do you know what you think of like yes, I was so small literally and scrawny. tiny, literally tiny. Oh bless you. I know, and I just remember feeling like this word like an like an intrusion, which is a, which is wow, which is like dramatic, or it might sound dramatic, but honestly, like at that age, that's how I felt, 
Um, I remember, I just remember like hating, like when we finally started like kind of like going into town with your friends, you know, like you're, you're a big girl now, big kids going into town, going to cinema, to cinema by themselves. Um, part of the things that we, we would do is like go shopping. And like at that time, Primark was a girl. She I'm was horny. she was the main character, so we would all just go in there, and obviously, especially back then, the oh clothing gosh. was just so like, in uninclusive, not in, what's the word? not inclusive, yeah, yeah, not inclusive, and if you're I'm, first of all I'm dark skinned, right? I'm going in there, I'm trying to find clothes, I'm bigger, and specifically they're all like wearing like size like six eight, and me being my little my young self. I'm going in and I'm having to get maybe like a 12 or something or like a 10 and already that is just playing in my mind. I'm already feeling like, oh, you're fat or oh, you're this, you're, you know, trying to make myself as small as I possibly can, not being able to fit into clothes that I'm supposedly supposed to be fitting in. It was just, it was jarring. Violent. It was really violent. But again, to do talk about internalizing, all of that is just internalized. Yeah. And then you have that society that was just kind of promoting and just showing only like really thin models. And like, I think there was that whole discussion at the time around anorexia and like models and stuff like that. Like they were, it was, it, they were thin people. Yeah. Thin white people. Yeah. And that was, again, antithesis of who I was and who looked like looking at this is, this is what the idea of beautiful is. Yeah. And you'd have the most beautiful woman of this year. Yeah. And it'd be this woman with brown eyes, long flowing hair. Literally, you could see their bones like poking out. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, I'm just like this dark skinned girl who's got like really curly hair, which she straightens, right? Which she relaxes. Burns, burns the curl, curls out of her hair. And your hair follicles literally on your scalp. yeah um and uh, do you know what actually speaking about like being dark like i have have this memory of my a friend at time we were close we were close as well she was white skin she was black as well um and we were just talking about i don't know faffing about i ended up talking about my wrists for example for some not example for some reason um and obviously your wrists are lighter than like the rest of your body generally and i remember her saying um Oh, you'd be so you'd be so pretty if you were that light. And in that moment, I remember feeling like my heart had dropped. But then also, but then also like like agreeing with her. But you didn't have the language. You didn't have the language to even be like, you know, your soul knowing. Yeah, that is so sad. And it's like in in that interaction as well. It's not that she was being mean or she's being. Yeah. That was just how we were at that time. That was mm. the thinking that we and had. And still are right now. Yeah. And like, still are right now, sorry. No, no, it, it's true. Because men will come to you and be like, oh yeah, I prefer light skin girls. Okay. Well, preference is something that you choose. You do you, you do you, bro. <laughs> um, and so again, just that reaffirming that you are not what is beautiful, you are not what is what is correct, what is right, what you should be. And just the feelings of hate, the self-hate that you'd have at that age, that I had at that age, um, do you know what I mean? And I think, I think the, 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 the thing that 
that helped me was that I had like my mum was whilst I experienced that and I felt that I think my at home right and I think we'll talk about this even in like I think potentially just Ugandan society like being thin and all that stuff it's not really something that that exists at least in that in the same way that it does here or you did then back then you're poor bigger people are more wealthy or when you do that (laughs) (laughs) honestly yeah but they associate like the size of your body to like having more wealth yeah when you're skinny you're broke you can't afford food yikes um and my mom was just very like she was never she never made me feel bad about any really anything about myself and i'm just like really grateful for that um obviously whilst whilst is that whilst is that protection from i guess the outside element to some extent when you're at home because i had that haven thank god which a lot of young girls don't have a lot of people young boys non-binaries whatever everyone you don't always have that whilst that was the case at home when you're outside like that there isn't that protection and even to the extent of like i was obviously feeling discomfort around my body to begin with but then you have like what like catcalling but trying to what chat up a child and they say that women are the problem how they dress is a problem to you because the tea is i had i'd have i'd be having my school uniform on they know how old you are in high school do you know what i mean and so like alongside that you just feel like really just like i felt really just uncomfortable within myself i felt really 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 uncomfortable within my body because of obviously the the physical aspect of it but then also just being made like because you know because i i obviously i knew that that was not a correct interaction right to be having but again not having the knowledge not having the real understanding and not really knowing what to do about it i then internalize it Mm. it's me it's my body i wish my body would look different i wish i wish i could wanting to just like remove like your bum and like and this is essentially like you know with like um like cosmetic surgeries and stuff like that it's literally like sometimes people are literally just like slicing themselves it's scary and those type of thoughts were stop the thoughts that i was having when i was in high school and younger yeah and even like with that concept of, of um cosmetic surgery even the do you know what we see of it as well it's the it's the final product people don't show do you know for example like yeah. as a nurse um if i'm preparing like a patient for theater Going to theatre is not um, a small thing, mm. and people have just normalised it and minimised like how much risks there is. Like, of course, the risks have been minimised from what like back in the day. However, why we have normalised it so much to a point where going to having these modifications done to you as though you're not risking your whole life because you are, yeah, because you are, and also yeah. because people. Because this has been this this has like infiltrated down from like the top top down. Mm. People with wealth and people who have money mm. to get the best care, to get them all these different things mm. and maintain this, 
they show the final product and people think okay i'm gonna go get it yeah. they don't realize that if i get a if i get a real job in four years time i'm gonna have to go back and get a check but people don't see that far ahead of people don't have that same knowledge yeah. depending on where it is they go yeah. and if we're speaking about working class people they're going to go somewhere where it's within their like yeah. financial bracket and they might not disclose that information and i think as well like just uh, to talk about social media just like a little bit i think while social media has been really good at normalizing celebrities on the flip side of that because they're normalized it's like we almost compare ourselves to them in like mm. as if we are in equal positions like that part and i think that comes into when you're saying about you then go do something you go to you go somewhere shady to try and get the same thing because you're thinking oh well they're doing it we're mm. all the same you haven't it's like you think that we have the the goalposts are just not the same they are six not the same we're in different positions that's what privilege is mm. Exactly. But because of social media, I think it normalizes them and like it make it can it can fool us into thinking we're in the same position. We're really not. We're really really. And it's not. Like, do you know? Do you know what's so scary? Like, I think my perspective of like getting cosmetic surgery is like, okay, you do you. However, it's it's the the foundations of it are violent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the foundations of it are extremely violent. That's like, and you know what? We're talking about like cosmetic surgery alone. However, it's the same argument for going to the gym to try and lose weight. I feel like we try and separate the two, but actually no, because how you feel about your body, it's a mental thing. Mm. So going, somebody going to surgery, somebody um, drinking like the laxatives and drinking all these slimming tea and going to Slimming World and literally just, um, what's the word? Not giving the body the nutrients that they need. Yeah. is the same violence you're you're inflicting the same violence on your body it's mm. just you're it's different ways mm. and of course there's benefits to go there are obviously benefits to go to the gym however what you treat what you're trying to it's the same it's the same violence that's happening i think i think the the key difference i think with when you're trying to do when you're engaging in any of this type of wahala wahala is um like what the intention is or what what the like the reasoning because mm. i think if with like the gym and stuff like that i think if you're going there to try and be healthy and as opposed Definitely. to yeah as opposed to and i don't know maybe somehow if the definition of health somehow coincides with you having to lose weight then mm. like okay cool yeah. um but ultimately like the the hope is that you're trying to just be healthy for like ge- just generally for yourself yeah and that doesn't and whilst i think with society and and, and not society sorry with um well yeah society but like the way that health and weight has been talked about in 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 media it almost equ- it equates it right to thinness or slimness being yeah. healthy the ultimate goal yeah but that isn't that isn't reality yep and again that 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 thing again comes into medicine right because then that's how you go into you go into um your gp or whatever and you're asking for support with this this and this and all they're saying to you is lose weight Mm. Mm. it's 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 so jarring so 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 jarring there's a quote that I was trying to find by Kelechi. 
where she basically talks about how um, honouring the body, the vessel that you have, um, listening to it because it has never let you down yeah. and will never let you down. Um, just listening to it. Um, yeah, just listening to your body. And if, I was about to say surgery is the way to go, but let me not even say that. Um, just listen to your body. Like, yeah. listen to what it is your body is telling you. You are the only person that can speak the language that your body is speaking. Yeah. So don't let anybody try and, like, interpret it differently because you're the only interpreter that exists for that Yeah. Um, I think I think the thing that really helped me was our generation had, we had, like, this really interesting, I think, we were in this interesting position where we were at like the very end of the Kate Moss era mm. going into this whole like um bigger body being beautiful. Yeah. Like the the, the big bum. Yeah. The but on a light skin person. Yeah, on a like <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> But we were we were we were privy to that change. We was we saw it happening in yeah. front of our eyes. Like mm. we were there at the literal change which I think is a really unique position to be in. And for me, that was a big part of me realizing like, oh, it's, it's again, it's all just made up. It's all lies. It's it all, it's, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't a point you're gonna get to and think you're satisfied. There isn't a point of success in the way that they are trying to make us think. That that prize doesn't exist, yeah. and that for me that was a really really big part of it. Obviously, again, my community that I was yeah. in. Um, also, I think learning history and like more. Th- I think with growing up as well, like thoroughly really understanding what it actually means and how that informs reality or like how that informs the now. Mm. Um, a big part for me was like understanding that okay, the people that did slavery are the people that inform societal norms and ideals now and if i know if i understand if your common sense <laughs> if those brain cells in there <laughs> if i understand that what they were doing was so horrific and it was so just inhumane and not based in any truth and any love and any heavy on the love any of it yeah how can I then use what their yardstick to measure what I deem my what I deem as beautiful, how I see myself, how I perceive myself in in relation to all of this stuff? Like it had like those two, it it was such a huge contradiction for me at the time, and it was I was in the right space and right time to be able to really really receive that, yeah. and I thank God. You did. I thank God because to be in the shackles that I was in when I was young. Not your portion. It's not my portion. Not anyone's. It shouldn't be anyone's portion. At all. Not anybody's portion. And that's that thing we were talking about before, like, and I think in the previous episode where it's like unlearning a lot of this stuff and just like relearning new things and relearning new ways to love yourself and to therefore like interact and in this society. It's it's so liberating it's Girl. peace peace i'm going to talk about this in my next episode like my own journey um i'll briefly just say for me mm. what it was not weighing myself and not stepping on a scale yeah and even in terms of like 
calorie counting, all these oh different things. Um, numbers, numbers, yeah. Because numbers are so constricting, yeah. And they're so, um, what's it? What was just all these numbers? Like you, like you're saying, how my, how is my measurement of myself on a yardstick of somebody who has oppressed me in the past make it make sense? And also, we're just different. Like our bodies are literally different. How can you use what you're measuring this person with the same as you're measuring me? It doesn't make the two don't they don't come together. They don't collide. It doesn't even come anywhere close. They don't harmonize. Ha- whoa. 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 Yeah, I think I'll just leave it there. I'm just so glad that I have been able to come out of that space and I'm in now a different space. Um, I have different problems now, but they're problems I can handle. Freedom! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, heavy on the different problems now because you know what? This is a very, I'm saying this very lightly. But like, do you know insecurities and all those things? Oh. What do you mean I can't oh. wear a cute little dress in my prime? Listen, oh. I want, you see what Janelle Monet is on right now? Oh my God, Janelle. What she Stepping is on, on right on now. Next. I, I wish that version for every girl in the way in which aligns with their being. I wish that for every single person yeah. in the way that aligns with their being. Yeah. Because this is how we should constantly be viewing our bodies. Because our bodies are just so beautiful. Celebrating our forms, bro. Celebrating the different forms which exist. Celebrating the... I'm just just honouring them. Honouring them. Because the thing is, again, next episode, but the idea of, like, we're able to show up. Not just... Because our bodies... There's a friend of mine who, she has um, she has this um, company, I'd say, maybe. She was basically saying how when she's meditating, it's called Manifesting Legacy, check it out on Instagram. Um, when she's meditating, she will touch all the different aspects of her body and she will be like, I thank you for these arms because I'm able to hug people. I thank you for these legs because I'm able to walk away from situations or run away from situations of danger. Run. <laughs> Girl, I'm gonna need to run to the airport <laughs> and get it. <laughs> um, what that just reminds me of, right, is um, just the idea that it's like our bodies, it's that it, again, it's like that thing that she, like Coletta said, um, which is which is that you know, our body, our bodies haven't failed us, like they they hold they hold us, they yeah. hold our consciousness, they they hold who we actually are, right? Because ultimately, like, I'm not my body. That's one thing. So if you're judging me based on my body, that's wild. That's a wild thing to actually think and to to exist in. But um, it's like our body, not to use that bloody term, our bodies are temples. They are. And that's why, like, do you know when we go and we talk about when with the discussion of, like, health and everything else, when you're going to the gym or when you're making amendments for your body, are you honouring that vessel? And are you honouring it the same way it's honoured you? Right. And are you protecting it? And so even that whole concept of 
if you're going to be active and fit you're doing that because you're also respecting the fact yeah. that it's always showing, showing up, for, up you. for you and so in the, in yeah. you're having nutritious foods because you're honoring that but you're honoring this vessel that's going to carry you through yeah. all the different child like for us childbirth if we do go down that route illness all these different things yeah you're it's rest reciprocity yeah and do you know what I was, this was something that i'd put to talk about in like some of the the other things that we're going to talk about but i think Cin- is it Fin cynthia Enrivo? is that how you say her name do you know who i'm talking about no <laughs> whoa um well anyway this lead this black actress she was it was, it was just a clip of an interview that she was doing and she was like she said something it was along the lines i'm paraphrasing here when you're doing something when you're eating you're about to do something you just you just ask yourself like am i loving my body by doing this wow and that's exactly what you've just been saying wow yeah even like the intimate relationships yeah that you're with am i yeah am i loving myself am i loving who i am me by engaging in this but you know what it's hard because though those kind of questions they intersect with the fact that can you even afford to buy food (laughs) the answer is no For me anyway. <laughs> Let me know some drink bottles. I don't know their financial bracket or that Yeah, I think we can only you know what you can only do what you can. They yeah. these conversations are so ongoing. Yeah. You can only do what you can and if because honoring your body takes so many different forms. If you can't yeah. afford it, go outside, sit in the sun, get that vitamin D. I remember when my GP prescribed me um vitamin D and I was like, why am I taking tablets for a natural vitamin? Girl. Tell me to go outside. If I'm anxious, is it really telling you leave or is it telling you leave? It's because it, it, there's not even like the literal things that you need to be a human. It's it's not even telling me. It's shouting down my ear. Get out. Get get out, out my pub. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, oh. right, Danny. Yes. To round up such a meaty conversation. Yeah, meaty. Yeah. <laughs> um what's your lazy person's guide to saving the world for this week um <sighs> how are you going to look after how are you going to look after yourself speaking of looking after yourself <laughs> and the communities um for me what i've got today is just mindfulness yeah or something that means that you are slowing down to listen to what it is that you're thinking about um paying attention to your body the sensations of your body what it is that you need because when you're in that go state which is unfortunately how it is yeah you know um you're in that go state you've got to go to work you've got the second job you've got to take care of the kids you've got to go home you've got to do this project you've got to do your assignment you've got to get to sleep you've got to do you've got to cook there are so many things distracting us there's so many distractions so many distractions and for me mindfulness is it that's what it is it's it's slowing down hearing your body and i think as well a, a key thing for me is that it helps to make my body safe for me because heavy on that. because as someone who um <laughs> as someone who thinks a lot and holds a lot in um and internalizes a lot i 
I tend to try to distract my mind from what it is that I'm thinking and how mm-hmm. I'm actually feeling because I know it's very uncomfortable and it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah. And with mindfulness, um, it helps me to just... It teaches me how to cope with those negative feelings in a way that is not just pushing them away. It helps me to sit and to not, yeah, to just sit in them in a way that I can handle, that I can cope. And of course, that's not, it's not easy. It's not like I do it once and I'm done, but it is, it's that practice and it gets easier every time. And it's like that thing that you, you, you talk about, like I previously before, it's like just trying to, just trying to stay committed to like where I want to, where it is that I want to get to, where I'm okay with like experiencing discomfort and experiencing mm-hmm. like really difficult feelings like, like shame or embarrassment or um, failure um, and just sadness as well. Mm-hmm. And not telling myself, don't cry, mm-hmm. don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. It's like, why are you not, why are you holding me to do is just cry they want to come out so let it come out Mm -hmm. and don't let all of that build inside your body and manifest physically because like that says it's a cry for it's a cry it's the beginning of to be fair it's the beginning of your body yeah surrendering to the i'm just asking yeah and there's that other book that i want to read it it essentially talks about the same thing like about trauma being in the body but it's called um the body keeps score oh yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah. So, try some mindfulness, guys. And if it's not mindfulness, if that's not what it works for you, then try something in the same vein. Yeah, because some people pray and that helps. Them. Yeah. Whatever it is that is helpful in that specific capacity, try and engage in that more regularly. But no, I feel like we're definitely in a society where we underestimate the power of like the present moment, and mm. we're we're literally constantly on the bloody go. We've only got one life, kids. Only one life. And if we're constantly in our in our brain, if we're so completely like, what's the word, a cerebral, and we're in the future, we're thinking about what we're gonna do with a bullet, or we're in the past thinking about, I wish I'd said this, I wish I could have changed that. And potentially sometimes it's just that you've had a really traumatic experience and you don't know how to come out of that. Either way, you're not living life. No. You're not living the now. My, my therapist also usually says, like, your anxiety is fueled by future yeah. and your past. It's not the present moment. Yeah. My, why are you dragging me? Excuse you. <laughs> I'm paying you. I, like, nobody told you to be rude. <laughs> Don't be mean to me. Like. <laughs> but, yeah, um, what's your love note? Not love note. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, what's your action point for this week? Um, my action point, I've actually just changed it right now, listening to what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, I want to encourage people to place their bare feet on the ground. Maybe, I even, actually, I implore people for this week to spend five minutes with their feet on actual ground. Not inside the house, but actually outside. Because, who was it that was saying how we live in such a society where, we're const- where our feet are actually not planted on the ground? And how is that? going back to the idea of mindfulness it's all it's all feeding into the fact that we're not grounded in the present moment when i think about of being going back to like uganda and stuff we always had our shoes off there's a reason why like 
there's an importance in being able to feel the physical ground right. and being able to be in the present moment. So I'm going to try it, but try yeah. and get into the habit of even in the house, like people have house shoes and all these things. You guys, your feet aren't even touching. Your... Anywho, Danny, thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable. With not just me, but to the listeners. That's very beautiful. Thank you for listening and holding space for me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, thank um, you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And next week we're gonna next episode. <laughs> we're gonna just explore more of Penny's journey with her with her body and we're gonna talk about some like other little tidbits to do with our body, like our favourite part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? There's just so much that we haven't covered that like we're gonna get into it. It's yeah. gonna it, I think Sure. Get shut up <laughs> but yeah thank you as usual our socials sorry when you're about to read out the socials go on down there I'm right there <laughs> um, our socials are on Instagram are, are at the offbeautypod twitter at the offbeautypod gmail is offbeautypod submissions at gmail.com and we hope that you let us know Anything that comes to mind when we're talking, literally all of it, we want to hear, we want to talk about it. Good. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Wishing you a pleasant week. See you soon. Catch you on the flip side.